check that. We get Bill Priester here with you as we take a look at autonomy and perhaps what's going on with driverless trucks in California. And joining us to talk about it, we've got Dan Goff, who's Director of External Affairs at Kodiak. And then also we have John Kingston, our editor at large here at FreightWaves.com. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. Dan, let me talk to you first here. Uh, autonomous trucking at California's, uh, almost at death's door in California, um, two pretty massive defeats in both of the houses, but now it goes off to Governor Gavin Newsom. What's your take on how this is how this development has played out so far uh, in uh, in uh, the uh, Western Coast? Sure. So I think to understand what's happening in California, you need to really go back, gosh, eleven years at this point to when the legislature uh, passed the original autonomous vehicle bill in California, which was actually the first autonomous vehicle bill in the country. And that bill, which was sponsored by now U.S. Senator Alex Padilla, um, created a regulatory structure that put the, the Department of Motor Vehicles in charge of AVs in the state. And DMV was charged with creating a regulatory structure and kind of decided to chunk that out for passenger cars, light, ve light duty ve uh, commercial vehicles and heavy duty commercial vehicles. And for a variety of reasons, it the DMV took 10 years to actually launch a rulemaking process to create rules for heavy-duty commercial vehicles like the ones that, that Kodiak is, is developing. And our engineering team is in California, though, for obvious reasons, operations are based in Dallas. So, and in January of this year, the, the DMV sort of decided to launch that rulemaking process. And the legislature responded by, and, and the Teamsters responded, Labor responded, by getting AB 316 introduced. Mm. And we've seen it it kind of uh, largely move pretty quickly through the legislature. I think this last step in the Senate, as we saw a few weeks ago, the Newsom administration came out pretty hard against this bill and sent three different letters of opposition to the legislature saying, we, we really don't want this thing to pass. Um, and that, that, I think, kind of shows where the administration is, where, um, you know, to some extent where the governor is. And I think a lot of folks think that, that this thing is going to die on the governor's desk. But, you know, we, one, one never knows until it happens. That's the way politics works. Well, we'll, we'll check that out here the next few weeks or so as this continues to play out. Um, John, you've covered a lot of uh, political issues in California, obviously, AB5 and sort of the independent contract and their issue there as well. Gavin Newsom finds himself a little bit in a tough spot here because he obviously would like to have the unions and he would like to have technology in his back pocket as well. Uh, how tough is this, this decision for him, even though he's already kind of showed his hand a little bit and saying, I'm going to veto this? I think he showed his hand a lot. I, I don't see how he approves this. This is kind of an existential decision here for a state that prides itself on being you know, cutting edge in technology. California obviously has a lot of major burdens uh, as it competes with other states. It's higher costs, it's higher taxes. But the one thing it is that really nobody else can lay claim to is that it is the home of probably the most technologically advanced industry in the world. And if you're going to say, well, we're turning our back on this, okay, we don't like this particular technology, uh, you really can't, you can't make that claim anymore. And I just don't see any way that he could sign this and still say that about California. I mean, this is kind of old fashioned protectionism. Yes, he has the unions. But I mean, he gave the unions a lot of what they wanted with AB5, and there are other things as well. Um, you know, the whole clean fleets rule and and uh, and clean uh, clean trucks rule is also really, quite frankly, a a, a gift to labor. Uh, this one is probably going to be a bridge too far. And and he he would what kind of uh, 
what kind of standing does he have if, if, if he's written as, as noted three letters in opposition to it, and then he signs it? I, I just don't see any way this gets signed. And, and you know what? It, it's very possible that this is already known, that uh, people who voted for it in the legislature who probably feel kind of the same way, we can't block a we can't block technology. Uh, they're aware that Gavin Newsom's going to kind of save them in the long run, and they can cast a vote and they can say to the union and say to workers, "Hey, I tried to protect you, but it's the governor's fault." So, I mean, I think the the the, the jig is in here. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting how this could play out because obviously, because if he does veto it, you've got it. You've got it goes back to both houses, and this passed fifty-four to three in the state assembly and thirty-six to two in the Senate which is far more than the two-thirds majority you need for an override there as well. So, Dan, assuming if it goes back to those bodies and they do override it, what happened next and how, how do you as Kodiak respond to that if this does become law, which would be enacted essentially January 1, 2024? Sure. So what I would say is, first of all, I, I think of a, an override is pretty unlikely should the governor veto their they're very uncommon in California and really at a state level in general. Last time it and happened was 1979, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, could 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 be making history here. I, I hope maybe we're not part of history in that particular way, but we'll see. But I think in a lot of ways, the the autonomous trucking industry has moved on from California. We've seen uh, we we are we're founded in Mountain View, California, in in the Bay Area. But we've had our testing and operations in Lancaster, Texas, just south of Dallas for the last four plus years and, and deliver freight every day out of that hub from Dallas to Houston, Austin, Oklahoma City, San Antonio and, and Atlanta. And, you know, our story isn't unique. I think Texas has really become the home for most of the companies in the industry, even if they keep keep operations in California. So I think the reality is that you know, California is, is, you know, a very important state, maybe the most important state in the freight industry, but to some extent, industry has already passed, passed the state by. And, you know, even if the governor vetoes the bill, it's going to be years before there actually are testing permits in, in California, let alone deployment permits. So to some extent, you know, the day-to-day -day change if this bill becomes law is, is pretty minimal for us. John, let, me, let me note that, that Bloomberg has a story Bloomberg has a story out today that says well, every, everything that was just said, that um, Texas really has become ground zero for, for actual testing, uh, testing on the ground. And let's note that nobody is going to lose their job right away, uh, even the, as the Bloomberg story notes, uh, that most of the testing that's going on does have somebody sitting in the driver's seat uh, to ensure a smooth operation. Really, I guess you're not really ready to, at Kodiak, right? You're not really ready to, to go with, without a driver in the cab, correct? We're not. We expect to do our first driver out runs towards the end of next year. But I think you're right. This is a going to be a, a slow transition to autonomy on particular routes with particular kinds of freight. And, you know, as, as much as we want to be able to grow this technology as quickly as we can, the reality is that for, for the next several decades, we're really just going to be sort of squeezing into those those positions where that humans don't really want to do those really long haul routes, tweener routes. And, you know, the, the, the research that has been done on this and the U S department of transportation did a great study a couple of years ago said, showed that, that autonomous trucks actually create jobs and really don't impact employment, even in the trucking industry for the next 20 plus years. Um, and that's just because there's, 
there is such a, a difficulty as, as all of your viewers know in finding people who want to do the kinds of, of routes that this technology is best designed for that really just addressing those, those shortages and those challenges for, think, for many, many years. I think those of us that have grown up watching shows like the Jetsons kind of believe that once you say autonomous trucking exists, it's going to happen immediately. And therefore the panic ensues on that then there as well. John, um, you've covered, obviously, the, you mentioned the California clean fleet rule. And I want to mention that in, in respect to the fact that California seems to be, as you mentioned, this 800-pound gorilla that whatever it does it tries to be cutting edge and leading the country in certain areas. The clean fleet rule got caught up. Uh, it got pushed onto, I think, 12 other states at this particular point. Uh, how much are other states watching this, especially those with Democratic legislatures and governors that may be thinking about looking at certainly solutions like or uh, uh, options like this. Craig Fuller uh, tweeted out earlier today that uh, uh, California may be the first, but won't be the last to try and and stop uh, or and uh, try and put out driverless trucking. Well, the, the other states that are following California on the clean fleets rule chose to do that. So it really wasn't forced onto them. They they said, we will we will follow California's lead. Uh, as far as uh, if, if, if Newsom vetoes the autonomous trucking bill, uh, the requirement that a driver's in there, I mean, they, they are such a leader. I, I can't see any other state doing it. They, they've got the kind of clout that extends into other states. What other state has that that's going to do this that others would follow suit? I mean, do, do you, if, if you're, I'm trying to think of a blue state, let's say you're Illinois, okay? You know, you've got, you've got traffic going across your state up and down all the time. You're going to sit there and say that you you feel that when a truck hits your border, uh, it, the autonomous the autonomous vehicle has to add a driver to get it across Illinois, and then they can get out. It, it doesn't work. California is the only state that can do something like this. The others would be would be creating massive logistic headaches. So, Dan, uh, kind of wrapping this thing up, we mentioned Texas, of course, kind of taking the lead in the autonomous area as well as so obviously with um, you've got nearshoring there coming out, Laredo becoming the number one port in the country there as well. Do things, uh, does Texas become the epicenter, essentially taking California's thunder, if you will, the tech center of the West and moving it to essentially the middle of the country? I think for this technology, the answer is absolutely yes. And Texas has been a real leader, not just in creating a regulatory structure, but in really thinking through how this technology changes supply chains and how this technology can impact and, and improve the, the freight industry, increasing safety, imp increasing throughput. And the investments that we and, and other folks in our industry have made in Texas, I think, have some level of lock-in that show that this is going to be the future of where this industry is for a long time. Right, you know, sir. California has... Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I, let me, let me close you off there because we've run out of time here. So thanks so very much for okay. both of you for joining us for this uh, roundtable. Dan Goff, the, director, the head of uh, external affairs at Kodiak, and John Kingston, our editor-at-large here at Freight Waves. Let's move on over Thank to Kaylee Nix for our next check of headlines. 